15-year-old me. Foul mouth. And Melissa finally hits rock bottom. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Both of those, I love both of those Massachusetts references, Falmouth and Rock Bottom. So don't they have, isn't there, surely there's Falmouth, Massachusetts and Rock Bottom sounds like there it's is, very and near. Maine. Yeah, it sounds like it's very near and Plymouth Rock and then Rock Bottom and then Rock Lobster and Bottom Rock. Very New, very New England. I used to work for the <laughs> Philip Van Heusen Company at Bass Shoes. Well, isn't college. that a mouthful of yeah. prep? Yeah. <laughs> so while working there. I don't know if any listener has ever worked at a shoe store. Every shoe has its own name and you need to know everything about it. They're all bass shoes are all handmade. So I, all of these shoes were named after towns in New England, mostly Massachusetts, mostly Maine, most like just all these towns. So Falmouth was absolutely a shoe. So when you said, oh, I love how that's Boston. I'm like, mm, that's kind of bass shoes, right, but okay. okay. I got gotcha. you. I hear you. I got you. How are you, Aim? <sighs> I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I had a big breakthrough yesterday, and nobody else thinks of it as a breakthrough. I've got huge piles of mess in my life, and they continue to grow, um, and I don't ever seem to attack them. And my sister sent me a text. I never return things, right? I just can't. Once I've bought something, I can't ever seem to return it. Even if it means just turn around and walk right back into the store. That moment. Can't do it. So she was returning things yesterday and it got me on a kick. And so I cleaned off two areas that previous to yesterday felt insurmountable. And it took me a sum total of an an hour and 42 minutes. And you would have think, you would have thunk it, that from looking at these things and how oppressive they were in my life, that leaving, that the task of cleaning them off was going to take me several months. Like why... For an hour and uh, two separate jobs total, hour and forty five minutes, and now I walk in and I'm like, oh, that's what that's what the top of that cabinet looks like. It looks like a cabinet instead of a fucking you know disaster scene that wouldn't even make it in a Salvation Army display case. Like it's just now was this was this um, Marie Kondo thing? Was this <laughs> more of was this more of Put things where they belong or throw things out or donate them. It like, was nowhere. It, I did of- not even attempt. I thought for a moment I, I, I actually stayed home from an event that we finagled away for me to get to. If you volunteer at my, my youngest child had a lacrosse event. It was out of state. They actually kicked. We had to relocate the lacrosse event because the organizers of the event banned everyone from North Carolina. So. So we had to switch quick, except for, here's my favorite part about these bands, I'll just tell you. So you've already heard me say, we've got kids who come up from Atlanta. We've got kids who come down from from across the line in Virginia to play with us because we've got a great league, okay? Great team. So the Philadelphia tournament banned anybody coming from North Carolina and Point South. Well, all the kids who've been playing with us for weeks and months who live in Virginia still went. Oh, <laughs> shut up. They, they live in not. Virginia. Well, yeah, it's a great fucking tournament, and the tournament went on, so they just went up there. So good job with your band, dopes. I mean, that's part of the reason these bands are kind of like, are you fucking? Yeah, so they've been exposed to all of us for months and playing with us for months. Right. Anyway, so we shifted ours to a turn- to a different play day, a different tournament in Virginia, 
and they're still doing really smart things. There's no gathering. There's no team tents. There's no nothing. They're, you're not even allowed more than one parent on the field. You get one family member to represent, and that's it, unless you volunteer at the scorer's table or these other places, then you can have two. So we volunteered. But I still, I was like, nope, I'm staying back. Not going to do that because uh, I'm going to tackle these terrible spaces. So back to Marie Kondo. And so I woke up that morning thinking, I'm going to Marie Kondo my clothing. And that very quickly went to, you're, you're being overly ambitious. Because everybody knows that when you Marie Kondo something, you turn your existing chaos into beyond overwhelming crushing chaos and then you dig out from that and it's like I can't add I can't fucking add so all I'm going to do is squish shit in the drawers further so at least it's not in view that was my plan so it was more about and everything on top of that desk I don't I don't have clothing piled on my on my bureau and on my night table I have books I have work papers I have receipts okay I have um tchotchkes from podcast she podcast live that I want to keep but I don't have a special cubby to put my silver microphone keychain that I want to keep because that's a wonderful memento like that sort of shit you got a silver microphone keychain yes, I did where the fuck and was it's I? really good too. I don't know. Damn it. I don't know where I got it. I'm you gotta understand. In my real life, I I normally go to a lot of trade shows and everybody has little bits of swag and things on the table. So I've gotten very casually kleptomaniacal, kleptomaniacal. So that when you could have so word. when I just sort of walk past a table and I'm talking, making eye contact to somebody, I'm also uh, sliding the stuff that they have on their t- display table into my swag bag. So I have I have like forty T shirts from that from that conference. I have one, and I won I have it. every T shirt. I even got one from that crazy cat podcast. Shut that up. ugly T shirt that nobody wanted. I have one. I almost got two because it was so bad, and I thought to myself, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I got just gotta have it as oh a joke. God. Don't you complain about your husband having a thousand t-shirts for everything and every occasion and here you I do, are with 40? I do, I do, and he should be complained about. Pot, going to conferences and bringing back, I threw, so I threw out a lot of that stuff yesterday. So from several of my conferences, I had them stacked there. I had a little planter that one of the South Carolina conference gave us. Oh, no, it was a North Carolina state conference. They gave you a little, a little planter with some seeds and all this other stuff, and here's how we're going to be sustainable. Put that in the trash. Um, earbuds. Everybody, earbuds for days, <laughs> trash. Um, bag tags, trash. You're trying to say sustainable. Throw no, the trash and then can. in South Carolina, they gave, because it's, you know, first of all, there's made in NC, so they want to give you all their little bits of agriculture that you can grow, the trash. Special seeds and, and beautiful wildflowers from South Carolina, trash. I, I So I th- most of my purging was sort, place, and trash. There was no, there was no, um, I just, I'm not going to, and the other thing is I also, more than, um, t-shirts he does he does have a problem with t-shirts but I have a quadruplet problem with quadruplet, quadruplet problem with hotel teeny tinies you've already seen this I have, I must have the hotel teeny tinies. I've witnessed I this love them. I love them I love them I know you do but you taught me that what you do is you get a pretty basket and you put it in your guest bathroom so they have teeny tiny yep. sample sizes from which to choose for shower, for everything. And and that way it kind of depletes when you have guests and it kind That's of right. re-ups when That's you right. have That's right. The problem is I travel, uh, normally I would travel way more than I would have guests to deplete my sweets Definitely. worth of, yeah. So, so what I've started doing is the nicer ones, the favorite ones, the better, the resortier ones, I swap those out. And then that means that the one that was still, there's nothing wrong with it. It's still pretty nice. I've started 
for heroin amount and it's very difficult for me to do yeah. it's very difficult but i do it but i do it so that's what i was doing yeah i could see throwing it out um i want i did tease it melissa hits rock bottom so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna jump off the ship right here and tell you how this past week i hit rock 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 what? bottom I, you know that I was away for a week and I took some pictures and I sent, you know, every year everybody sends out their holiday card and I'm not going to lie, I love getting holiday cards. The pictures, I watch my friends and their families grow and change and pets come and go. Like they are, I, I happen to have extremely creative, hilarious friends. So nobody's just sending a picture Welcome to 2020. Like, I cannot wait to see what this year holds in the in the holiday pictures for those who send. I also do get the crazy Christmas letters. Like, this one threw up twice this year. We haven't thrown up in three years. Like, shut up. I don't need to hear. My favorite Christmas letters are the families that have just pets. <laughs> so they want to update you, like, like on all the too. shit that their pets have done. I'm like, oh, kind of not the same, but also Fluffy's hilarious. Patella. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Fluffy's patella floats in and out. <laughs> we are deciding between CBD treatment and the knife. We've moved away from our favorite treats to a new kind of treat. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so you crazy. You up your own fucking crack. You're going to have to read that one this year <laughs> on pod. So I, I make a card every year, but what my card is, is it's a magnet. It's a magnet of my family. So I, I kind of feel like you put it on your refrigerator or some stainless steel accepting magnetic area and you forget about it. You know, you take down the cards every year, but you don't take down a magnet. No, I love it. I love it, it every year. I love it. And it just sits there. So we're with you all year round. That is not unintentional. Okay. So every year, new magnets. Some people keep all of them in a row and, and watch us physically age over the right well picking that magnet and that picture is kind of a challenge because when are we all in the same place and when do we all take a a decent picture especially when you have teens especially when you have a daughter who says i hate this one how come only you look good in this picture that's why you chose it paying for the magnet i told her she could pick it next year so this one looks fat this one i'm looking the other way I, i have Two teeth that look like they're <laughs> fangs. Whatever it is, <clears throat> there's always a complaint about it. Fine. So while we were away, I took a couple of pictures that weren't awful. I mean, I sometimes you're just facing the wrong way and it looks like you have seven necks involved in a picture and you're like, oh, that's not flattering. But everybody else looks good. You have to debate, like, what, what do I do? Well, I sent what I thought was a decent picture to my mother. I'm going to stop you right there. If you had picked out your Christmas, sorry, your Jewish card picture, your photo Mm -hmm. to represent your family for the year, it's not decent. It's, I picked out my favorite and best. This is our number. We would always joke about this when we would see professional photos that were horrible. We would think, and this is the best of the bank of 60 they had to pick. So you picked your fucking best. This is well, this we is don't have this is my A plus, Mom. Well, we didn't sit for a photographer. Right, this but was you know a what random, I mean. Yeah, 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 candid. Yeah, yeah. So we don't we don't really have a lot from which to choose. Nor are we finished. We send them out for the actual New Year, so we still have time and we still have summer left. So this is probably not what we're going to use, and I'll tell you why. 
So I sent it to my mother, who has a very good eye. Like, no matter all the negative things that one could say, and one could say many things, she said, the boys look fantastic, and Mallory looks beautiful. And it got really quiet. And I think I heard some crickets. And I thought, yeah, and? And she said, I see the weight you gained <gasps> in quarantine. And you need to lose it. <laughs> There's only one thing you need to lose in that relationship. <laughs> in that conversation. And it's your conversational partner. Bye-bye, Mom. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So, I have to. I'm sorry. I, I know we don't like dead air because this is an audio format. What? You're speaking to your mother, right? Yeah. And the woman who carried you in her body sustained yeah. you created life for you one would presume loves you right and still keeps talking to you throughout your life she hasn't abandoned you she hasn't gone off somewhere else no she answered your text so she's going out of her way to communicate with you and this is what she chooses to say i think you're gonna have to lose i think it, you Melissa. have to lose weight meanwhile I, just to give you a visual visual dear listener you are probably the same weight and dimensions of the microphone I'm speaking into right now. This is the stupidest thing anyone has ever said. You have single digits in your clothing tags. Single I, digits. I, I do. But I have to tell you, yeah, she's not wrong, but she's wrong. She's fucking wrong. No, she's wrong and she's wrong. No, no she's, she's wrong. not wrong. She's wrong. Like, and I, she's wrong. I have Peloton. she's wrong. And the she's way wrong. I the way I carry weight is kind of like in my neck and face, and that's the first thing you see, and and my spare tire. But so she see, so she saw it in a picture, and instead of being the human who loves you unconditionally, is she your and fucking says, agent? What are you doing to yourself? She's wrong, and she's wrong, and she's also wrong, and she's mean and wrong. She's wrong, mean. It was it was tough to hear. I said, uh, oh <laughs> well, I. I have started riding a bike. <laughs> I don't know what those to are. Tell my hate pockets, and they're all filled up for you, you terrible person. Yeah. So I am a parent. I am a mother, and I try my very, very best. Well, first of all, I have a child who says things like, "I'm fat," and I just <laughs> literally spit take into her face. <laughs> right, right, right. So I. No. I laugh into her face and I, I try not to be the human that, that completely damaged me, um, but it, it really never ends. I have, through this podcast mostly, come to terms with the fact that it's not it's not me, it's you kind of thing. You know that it's not me, it's you. You have these issues. I am doing the best I can with what I have. I've, t I've spoken to you about, for me, comfort eating, eating those boxes of archway cookies that bring such joy in a time where so many things don't bring joy so I'm coping as best I can and maybe my elastic waist pants elastic waist pants are my best friends but those best friends are coming on a bike with me and they're going for a ride with me and I'm I'm doing the best I can what I really need is what I'm saying what I really need is encouragement and not yeah, you need to lose those. those Even it, it, there's pounds. there's no way that you're going to get away with any of this. That was absolutely obscene and so fucking rude. It was in no way helpful. It was in no way parenting. It was in no way assistive. If her goal 
was to encourage you to get to a healthier weight, which is an asshole goal because you're already there. So if, <laughs> if that's her goal, even if her even if her motive was health related, which it's not because it can't fucking be. But let's for the sake of it. OK, she could have said something along the lines. Right. This is not your best picture. That's all she needed to say. Yeah, and I would have understood what this that is not meant a good angle. A this second. is not a good angle. She's like, I'd still use it, but this is not a good angle, which is just being honest. Maybe a little too honest, still mean, but, or if she was interested in health, she would say something like, I thought you got a Peloton. How's the Peloton working? Did you use it? How's the burger, burger, burger? She doesn't interested in any of that stupid, stupid, stupid shit. You know, now that you say that, you have last year's photo um, somewhere in your house she did say that about the boys from last year that they it wasn't a flattering angle. My my gentlemen um, were wearing, you know, flannel shirts and their their little nipple heads popped out of this big flannel <laughs> shirt because remember, they like to I'm wear big clothes. I'm looking for the magnet in here, but it's I've got a wood bookshelf and that's all. Yeah, there's it's not a fucking nipple head. So she said that's not flattering. So it was easy to say about them that that's not flattering, but it's. It's you need to right, lose. And those I think you're pounds. overlooking the fact that all those other people in the picture ain't fucking related to her. You the one she fucking made. You're the one she fucking made. <laughs> it was crazy. Right? So, so let's I, compliment everybody else except for you. Let me put my thumb right on top of your head and squish you down a little bit. Is that it's it? crazy? She, what? Why? It's crazy. I don't think that way. I can't tell you why, but I did tell you that that day I did three rides on the Peloton. Stop it. And then I said, fuck you. And then I said, why, why, I see you as a, a, much, a tiny human being who is suffering with her own issues now. Why, why am I letting this happen to me? And I'm not. But it did definitely affect me. That rock by that day, that was the three workout day. But, but <laughs> and it's so, I'm over it's it. It's so strange because clearly she has eyes. She can see you. So this, this made up lens that she's put in between the reality of who you are and what she's looking through, I don't get it. I don't get it. And... Don't we all use a lens? We do, but at the same time, help me, because I don't spend any time with your mother. Help me understand, does she use this lens for other people and other things? Is she, because that would be easier to take if she was, if she was uniformly bat shitty with other things and people. Let me tell you. Then it wouldn't feel so so targeted. My parents are aging and my father's losing his hearing and they both have a small tumor inside their heads. Let's say that at first. Mm-hmm. My father's brain grape is is buried and it hasn't very had that concerning. much of an effect. Very, not jokey, very upsetting. Agree. Right. So brain grape and then the other one, my mother's losing her hearing. So my father's losing his memory as well. So her response is not, here, let me write this down so it's here for you when you forget. Here it is as a reminder. Here's a sticky pad. Here are notes all over the house. Nothing like that. It's... I asked you to do this. Do it now because you're just going to fucking forget and you're not going to like she turns, flips a switch and it becomes rage. And I, I'm just trying to talk her through that as she tells me I need to lose 15. By the way, it's 13 pounds. It's not 15. It's 13. According, so according to the hate number that she's got a tally, the hate index, where's the where's the 13, 15 <laughs> over under coming from? Just trying to keep track. Yeah. It's, do you it's, hear how fucking stupid you are? You can take a 13 pound shit and be done with all of this. And I got the meal to do it. I'm just telling you, it's not that hard. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. So so she's screaming at him. And then I'm like, you know, Mom, this isn't really going to get better. So if you're this angry oy, right oy, now oy, oy. and he's just going to forget more and hear less and, 
really, you should think of something you could do to make this a more livable situation for you because you sound like you're at the end of your rope right Here's now. Here's thought, Mom. Why don't you model your behavior on any other living human and the way that we engage with each other? Instead of the fucking or animal, in fact, instead of the fucking you know death eating predator style that you seem to think is hey okay, what the f- I don't even God bless America. It's it's tough. So I I'm trying. So I talked to my father later in the week. I think I butt Facetimed him and I hung up really fast. So he called me back a few hours later and he's sitting like a wall away from her, and I said yo I hear you're kind of not hearing things and forgetting things and he says out loud. Ah, fuck it. Your mother's an asshole. <laughs> There's your Christmas card. There's your Christmas card, honey. And do you have like a and shot thought, from underneath the chin photograph that you could do that also gets nose hairs and gray roots? Can you find this, please? I will fucking pay for that magnet. Can we not? So, can we not? So I fuck thought, it. Right, I'm sorry. That's this. from the man who said, forsaking all others, I'm going to hitch my shit to this bitch till I'm dead. And he says... Your mother's an asshole. That was what he said. That was what he oh, said. Oh, honey. So I was like, well, it sounds like you got this, Dad. <laughs> it sounds like sounds like you're all right and you got this. So oh good luck oh with that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I might have mentioned to <laughs> my therapist, to my son, <laughs> to my husband in front of my son or or and my father um, about this and and. His comment was, your mom's an asshole. And my son, oh, and my brother, I might have mentioned it to him too. I'm like, your mom is is on fire right now. If you can avoid a phone call. He goes, she said, what? I'm calling her right now. And I'm like, no, I don't want anybody doing an intervention for me. I sought therapy for this a hundred years ago. I got this. Like, I know where I fit and where, and what she t- what she tells people is very different than, what she tells me, you know, and I'll, I know that because my story worth this week is who do you admire to her? How, how long was she, the essay about herself? The, it was only a paragraph and it was about her grandmother and how she admires me. Yeah, Nope. That's a lie. So, so I don't get it. So I'm going to choose to believe the lose weight is the lie and that she does admire me. I'm going to choose. I don't, I'm going to choose to live my, and then my son said, in another room. She said, what? Give me her number. I'm calling her now. So I have two men in my life, my brother and my son, who want desperately to fight a war for me that I don't want them to fight. I I just, again, it was a check-in, a mental check-in of, you know who you are and how much, what's going on with your body, number one. Do some work. Don't do some work. It's your choice. It's your body. And number two, she's screaming at her husband. She's, I mean, it's, I'm not I'm, defending her in any way. Photographs are hard. Uh, the one photograph to represent a year of your life is is a silly game that we play anyway. It's not always easy. It's never easy to right. get, you know, four people to have the perfect flattering shot, to get a perfect shot. It's fair to expect someone to give you honest feedback. None of that invites the meanness and the off-topic insult that this response was. She is a billion percent wrong, factually, emotionally, um, parentally, and every other lead that you can come up with. She is just wrongity wrong, wrong, wrong. And I would not even send her a fucking card. I would not. I would send her a card that says, your husband says you're an asshole. And a little heart, <laughs> a little heart with a menorah on it. Happy, happy lights, you crazy jerk. You hear that? Yeah. 
you know they're only here for a few more years. Like, you know, I did, I, I, if I could bide my time with a dog who circles the island twice before he goes out and attacks the other male dog in the house, then I can bide my time here. I agree, like, there, but this I, is different. This is different. There is no extenuating circumstance. There's usually another side that can be explained. She didn't understand. She was just this or that. I could see why. There is no see why. There is no human equivalent of look at a photograph of a person and rip it to shreds. That's that's not it wouldn't even be cool for her to in a public forum do that to a celebrity. So I'm really upset about this and I'm glad that you're upset about it, but I also agree with you. Nobody can say anything to her about it because not even knowing anything about her, my suspicion is she would turn any resulting fallout into all about me. She's the victim. Yeah, and the answer is no. There is no spank that's coming her way, except for the fucking, you know, end-of-life discussion that's coming with her health condition, which I can't even believe I fucking said it. It's just the reality. We're all going to be mortals. What a peppy little... <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to include? Do you want to include our listeners in our podcast? Because it's getting a little sad. And poor Melissa, who's not a right. No, no, I'm, no. I'm it's fine, not poor dear Melissa. Listener. It's it's that bitch Melissa's mom. That's not poor Melissa. That's what's put all of. There's no pity on you. There's anger toward her. To me, those are different things. I, nobody pities you. We're in solidarity in the fight that we're not in. Okay, we're not in. I don't want yeah. pity. Good. Good. Um, along with your solidarity on that, dear listener, I'd like to propose, and Amy, you can squish this right here, right now. We don't talk off off air because we try to save it all for you. Um, tell me if you are interested in, so my kids are home from camp and my favorite, 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 favorite nighttime activity at camp was a sing down. And as a human who can't sing, when you're singing in a group, it's much more palpable. Like you could absolutely take singing in a group. I don't know what a sing a down sing, is. So, yeah. A sing down is I give listener or you or each group a topic or a word and you list as many songs as you possibly can that has that word in it. So you don't actually sing? Well, if you're in person, you do sing it. Like you say, like let's say the word is no and you list 55 songs in the limited amount of time that have the word no in it and they go around to you and they say and you name the song and they're like what song your group has to sing it for them Uh, so totally fun evening activity i want to know if you're interested dear listener dear amy dear all in picking a topic or picking a word or picking a phrase and having people listeners put it on our page yeah i think that's great why isn't that great? Just That's to great. Involve us with you and you with us. Let's do a weekly sing down to start. So we'll we'll do that. Yeah. So by the end of the show, we'll tell you the topic we choose, the word or topic we choose, and if you can on our Brillab Squad, right? That's the one we're using instead of Bo. Yep. Um, Brillab Squad, put your song. We are going to pick the best song each week. And give you an awesome mention. If you are mentioned several times and we're impressed by how hard you're working, 
you can check your mailbox. Ooh, but yeah, you have to tell us like where that. you fucking live because we're not magicians. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll message you privately if you if you reach that status where you're participating <laughs> and you're part of the show, then you deserve to walk around with a sticker on your laptop that says "Brilliant Observations Podcast." So, so yeah, so I'm it. I'm here for I you. I love it. I love it. I want. So we're including you. You are part of the show. Last week I teased with what would you tell your 15-year-old self, 25-year-old self, 35-year-old self, God help us, 45-year-old self. Yeah, and evidently Um, we went the wrong direction with what your mother would tell your current self. (laughs) Um, As I thought about it more and more, I really had the same answer for myself each time, which was, yeah, yeah, you could do it. Well, at one point... um, my 15-year-old self, if you're okay with me starting, I would tell her, say no more often. <laughs> I want to unpack that her- a little bit because you've, you've, I didn't know you at 15 <laughs> and I really sort of only barely knew you at 22, 3, 1, whatever, uh, hike. And since then, right, we, you, you paint a sort of a picture of um, um, open-leggedness that I'm not sure is accurate. <laughs> just openness. Is it, is just it openness. Is it accurate? <laughs> I, that was not my experience. It's no judgment. I'm just saying it's very foreign to me because I had, you know, I was completely submerged underwater for my entire teen life. So tell me what you... Tell me what you know. Let's break Literally that down a little submerged. bit. Are you, are you, is this, is this, ha ha ha, we're having podcast, you know, shorthand and ha ha ha, I was a free spirit. Or is it, I was, I was free and open to the public. Like, help me understand was, what we're talking about. I will. It was kind of both. I, I know you're going to find it hard to believe that I was raised by somebody who didn't build up my self-esteem. Mm, 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 so mm-hmm. it's, it's possible that I sought it in other people. Sure. And any way I could get that, it was yes, 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 yes. So that's that's the at fifteen say no more <laughs> as opposed to at twenty five hey, thirty five. Hey, disease free, buttoned up yes nice and more. safe. It's go with, yes. go with God. <laughs> yep, well played. Um, <laughs> but for the love of God uh, and luck. Um, but yeah, the the twenty five thirty five say yes more. But fifteen was definitely say no more. <laughs> and then what has it changed? Do you, or are you still on the on the say yes plan? I mean, it was say no when you were fifteen, but it sounds like it switched to say yes and then say yes more yeah, often. Yeah, I've, I've become much more careful. I I don't need other people for that. I think once I had kids, everything seemed to be a little bit more dangerous, and I chose not to engage as much. I'm going to blame my kids. I blame them for everything else, so I might as well throw this in there. And I don't. I don't think it's the kids. I think it's the the shift in responsibilities as a parent. And I think you should blame it because we, all of us reevaluate everything. And part of the reevaluation that is not in our control is the safety calculus, right? You sit there and when you're magically, I, I can remember down to the moment riding in a car. Um, I mean, many times riding in a car where we, several of us in the car said, we're going to die. Like we knew that death was imminent based on what the car was doing and escaped it. And the one time that it wasn't about death, I was in New York. I was there for like a drug fueled weekend. Um, I don't, I was with a whole bunch of people and it just the way that those weekends always would go. I found myself in a car with, um, going to meet the friend who of the group of friends I was there to visit. It ended up that I was in a car with magically everybody in that car. I didn't know. 
and we were going to a club that didn't have a name that I didn't know where it was. And this was really kind of before, this was before cell phones at all. So I'm in a car with friends of friends whose I barely know first names, probably couldn't even list their first names. They are driving. We're in New York City going to a club that doesn't have a name because it's like a hidden club where you have to know yep. the name and knock on the door and all the things and blah, blah, blah to meet up with the other friends. And it was just, and because, and everybody had drugs in the car and we were driving. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the stupidest moment in my life to this point. This is really because I could disappear forever and nobody would know. And that was really as fun as the and carefree as the nothing's going to happen. We're all together. We separate temporarily. There was a logic that put me in that situation and a logic that immediately right. came after it. But in the moment, I had that thought of mm, kind of would like to go home ever. Not now, just ever. And that translates into how do I manage getting on this plane? Am I doing all the step, step, step? How do I manage whatever the thing is? So it's that's the calculus that's, that is reasonable, right? And that's the one that race car drivers can't be race car drivers anymore, you know, because part of the calculus in being a fantastic race car driver is you have to decide, I might die in this race today, but that's all right. Because I'm going to win it. Stand on the yeah. Stand on the end of that Titanic. At a, with yeah, your at a arms certain point, out, you decide. Right? Yeah, it's not okay for me to risk dying today. So anyway, so that calculus yeah. happens outside of you. It's bigger than you. I am curious to hear other experiences, like the one you just shared. I mean, I almost started to sweat a little because it was real to me, and it was. I've been in We've that all car. Been in that where, car. Yeah, where the street lights are going by so quickly, and you're like, "How did I get here?" I mean, on a much lighter softer level I was with crit in a car no in a van <laughs> coming home from somebody's wedding with all of the employees oh, yeah, 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 yeah. from the yeah, venue yeah, yeah. right so like I'm like I don't know any of you right. and if we disappeared I mean people would know like you said nobody would know everybody would know they would have no idea how to find you and yes there are decisions that all made sense to get you there. Oh, well, this one knows where he's going and there's room. Let's I'll here, just you ride with here. you. Bye. And where are we going? I don't remember and I don't know. And But somebody driving does. It like and did they did they take ecstasy before coming on this it ride? Was, did it they was like hash, how? But yeah, still. No, should should you really be driving us? <laughs> should, right. Nobody said that, huh? Um, <laughs> including yeah, there me. Terrifying, yeah. yeah. There's some terrifying activities of 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 that we've been through and and thank God we made it where we are. Maybe that's why we get so crazy about our kids. Uh, but I would also tell my 25-year-old self, don't listen to your mother. Do what you want to do oh, because I, love that. I, I because you know better. Because you're the one who's going, she's not going to be here forever to torture you, although it does feel like she will. I think you know better make your own choices you're not living her life you're living yours when she tells you don't be a teacher when she tells you yeah you're good at sign language but I mean what kind of job could you get with that uh are you fucking kidding me just because they don't know everything your parents don't know everything you might have a line into something that they don't know and if my children are listening your parents know everything um <laughs> don't listen to that line. well I think it's really um engaging to hear you understanding that she had and has such a direct pipeline into your nervous system that everything that you're you're that she says to you is like an electrical impulse and so you have to respond to it whether you want to or not I, I, I love and hate that acknowledgement and to be able to look back at a younger self what I'm craving is what I wish and I don't think it's happened I don't know if it's possible or reasonable 
But what I'm craving in this strange relationship with this person who clearly has trouble expressing her deep love and support and admiration for you because it's there. I know it's there. She wouldn't still be in your life. She wouldn't be doing these things just to glorify herself. She's super, and would be saying the things, the things that she says about you that are accurate and correct. I agree with wholeheartedly. And it's easy to see how she gets there. It's the bat shitty stuff that is coming from some other place. So what I'm craving in this 15 year old recommendation is right. You you're sadly your mother has a broken valve right? Where a bunch of hate comes out that doesn't have anything to do with you, right? It's like saying she's got a grape-sized tumor in her head and that's where all the negative Melissa talk comes from because it's this tumor talking. It's not her. It's She loves you and you have been loved and will always be loved by your mommy who loves you. And unfortunately, she has this condition where assholism comes out of her mouth and it has to just be put aside no differently than if she had fucking Tourette's. I wish it was that um, reasonable and not emotionally connected. I, I already know None of that works, but that's what I would hope, that the, that there was some part of you that could say, I'm going to take all of your bitch, bitchisms and put those in a bucket and light it on fire, and you can go stand around that fire. I'm not going to be over there. No, you take that bucket bedside when they're like two minutes from death, and you start reading them. <laughs> you start reading <laughs> so them. You're going to Jane Eyre her ass. I love it. I can't have an um, easy a- death now. What about you? What what would you tell your 15-year-old self? Well, I tell you, I thought about this a great deal because I don't like this topic. I don't like these conversations. Oh, I don't no. like doing it. So I thought, all right, here we go. Here's the homework. Let's figure it out. And the reality is, because there's, it's it's big and bumpy and, you know, so much for me, even the one with timing. I said this a couple of shows ago. It comes out that I go to the negative one first and, and I'm I don't accept it. I don't stay there because I'm not, I can't do that. I don't want to be this negative thing. So I look for the positive one, look for the upbeat one, the 15 year old advice that would be uplifting. And the only thing that I keep coming back to is what I would tell even myself from 10 minutes ago and then not listen to what I wish I had absorbed and agreed to when I was young was embrace poverty longer. That's truth. Truthfully, that's the root of all of my life choices. If I had simply said, and I've known this for my whole life, if I had simply gotten very comfortable with the idea that how much I make, how much I have is in no way connected to what I do, what I create, what I'm here for and what I'm good at. If I had put that to the side, the actual odd truth is that I would be more well-known, successful and financially prosperous than Oprah. This is a fucking proven fact. I have pushed away more direct opportunities for singing, for novels. I've had I've had people come and say, come and record with me in the studio. I wouldn't go. I've had people say, I want to introduce you to my agent. I wouldn't talk to that person. Push it away, push it away, push it away, as far as I can possibly do it so that I could preserve this other safety nut and net because it was based on 16 other, you know, I was I was playing that, I was playing some kind of a weird game in my head where I had magically stacked up 14 acorns in a triangle, and if I misplaced the 15th one, it would all crumble. So instead of just, and I, I, I it's easy for me to, to know with certainty that this is the case, and I'm not saying I have, I, I do, I do quite well, I do fine, uh, we do well. I still make choices today based on, and I would like to continue doing well. So I don't go do the thing that would risk or diminish, which that's fucking shitty. So it's the same advice you'd still continue to give I would, and now. here's the reason that I know it. A, a friend from, uh, I think grade school, but I always forget, definitely high school, 
Um, and then we went to different colleges, but kind of stayed in touch during college. She's gone on to be um, famous writer, and she's a professor and all the rest of it. But she's written something like more than 20 books, New York Times, whatever. It's just a big deal. So, And she is from uh, the same town as I am. So... I vividly remember right outside of college that she and her husband consciously decided to live on beans and they created something called a bed and breakfast for foreigners in their, in their condo. They had a two bedroom condo and they called it a bed and breakfast or they called it like a boarding house or something like this. And they would feed these sad foreigners. They would feed them like fish sticks and canned food and like the shittiest, it was horrible, but it was because they were having them they were physically uncomfortable having them pay the rent and they were eating crap food, living in a too tiny space, doing everything so that they could spend all of their time writing, 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 writing. And that got her to her first, I don't know, half dozen books or excuse me, her first six books, which got her to the professor gig where she hustled her ass off and that got her the next 13 books. And I mean, it all points back to I was not willing for five years to, to eat in beans it. and invite strangers to live in my space. And if I had simply been okay, I would have gone to Broadway like I was advised to do from an acting class. I mean, it's like all these fucking things that I was like, no, no, I'm going to take that high paying right out of college job because, and I'm going to wear the suit every day because people think I'm hot shit and I'm going to have this excellent title. And I did all these things instead of doing the other things that didn't have the price tag associated with them, but I got to tell you, had a better trajectory. But then- so you. So you're saying you sacrificed your independent creativity to chase the dollar. I, I don't, well, that's a, yes, I can agree with that sentence. But the difference is I had career opportunities that were great and high paying versus um, promise in a wide range of career paths that were, you know, a performance path, a, a, a creator path. Right. A, right. a writer path, all these things that I that I absolutely know I could have would have excelled at, but they weren't of all the choices to pick. You know, you've got you've got irons in the fire and one of them's hot and the other two aren't yet. So it's to me, if I had said it and it's not as easy and simple as saying I'm going to pick the hottest iron in the fire because it makes the most money, I would be a fool to say that I didn't choose this path because it had money because money comes with that you know if you could choose a job where your mom every single day of the rest of your life calls you just to say god I was just thinking about you and you're so beautiful and I just think you're so loving and everything about you I was just thinking about you and I just got this happy moment and I wanted to let you know go back to your day I'll talk to you later and then you get a note later in the mail I saw this picture look how pretty you are all the things that she hadn't done if that iron in the fire if you just grabbed it instantly all that happened you can't deny you'd take it and it wouldn't matter what the other irons were. It wouldn't even matter if they had more. So for me, something about that yeah. money trigger was money and a title and some idea of my pretend legitimacy was right there versus these other things, which frankly I'm a lot fucking better at, but nobody was paying me yet. So right, I gave up I gave first. up the idea of yet because for the for the please, 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 now. please. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I have to tell you, I am also disappointed in you. <laughs> I did wait for her to take a drink before I told her that. <laughs> I am also disappointed in you, great, Amy. Great. I told, and, you, I'm, I'm and, told you I'm good at it. <laughs> and your lack of, of exploring your talent. 
So you are not alone in that disappointment, too. <laughs> Mainly because I've heard you sing. Oh, that wasn't even in there, but okay. Thanks. And all it takes is hearing you sing to know that you left behind. I didn't realize it was to to get that instant, like, nice credibility paycheck. It totally makes sense, um, but to know the voice that you have that you don't use is, I mean, it's not just buttery on air. Your singing voice is, dear listener, not to be believed. And just because she was in an acapella group that sang taking it to the streets, but instead sang taking it up the ass, buttocks. Um, but buttocks, um, does not take away from the fact that her smooth, deep, beautiful, amazing voice is I mean it's our loss is what it is and as much as you got the paycheck and you have you have a good life you have three amazing kids your husband hasn't left your side since you're seven and ew it's partially mockery (laughs) no no Um, and I, I appreciate the kind words thank you I take it no I take it I don't really no I take it truly and I am proud of my talent in that area and as you described it it does also occur to me that it wasn't just the paycheck it wasn't just the credibility those were big levers that that you know those were big boxes to tick at the same time also what it was was an adoption of a lifestyle and a rejection of a lifestyle and by that I mean I know what it takes to be successful in these industries that are that are really really tough really tough it takes a level, and I had been a competitive person in meaning competing in sports at a high level for a long, underwater, for a long time. <laughs> so I know what it takes to get to a place and to stay there, and then to continue to advance. And what I saw was to do that with anything, with my, with not with my writing. Writing was just fear. With the singing, it meant being having an inverted lifestyle, being out at night when my life was during the day, my husband was during the day, being on the road traveling when my husband was landlocked to a you know great job. So all of these things was, do you want to push yourself further away, further away, or do you want to start building this other thing that's good? So that, that, was a bigger, that was a bigger consideration. Back in the day, and I don't know that it's any different now, but certainly back in the day, it wasn't a choice between, well, you can do it here in your home studio, and you can do it in your own environment and doing live gigs. No, you got to be in a different place. You got to be on the road. You just, it doesn't With the people. It doesn't with work. The- and yeah, and so now you're sleeping. Again, it's more of those cars. It's more of those cars um, that I just described. So yeah, that didn't really feel like a good... Uh, more of those cars... And all of that for something that everybody is chasing. Because what I also know, and I, you won't refute this either, I can be more talented. Let's presume that I'm more talented than anyone in the top 40 right now in terms of skill. That's nothing. Skill is, is just a tiny, tiny variable. You have to have the look, the connections, the desire, the urgency, the show-upness. The, the fire, the, yeah. The luck, the you know, magic, the kismet, the connection with the, with the audience, the, you know, catch fire, all of these things that some of them, even you can spend an entire lifetime working. Well, there's no formula that makes that work versus I also, I have this difficult situation where I can solve a lot of problems for people in a very quick way that many others that can. 
So they look at me and they see the solution and they get very excited and they throw a title and a paycheck at me and they say, can you solve another problem? So that's, that's, that's very provocative because it's, yeah, I, I'm not phoning it in. I enjoy solving the problem and I'm proud when I do it in an elegant way and it feels good and there's all of that. So there's a satisfaction there. But it's not like I, I lie awake in the middle of the night and say, how can I solve another problem? Right. right there are right. some, I, I'm a small business owner and there are small business owners who are in, who own their own business because it was their dream to own their own business. I'm in, I'm a small business owner because that's the way it worked out. You know, I don't care. I, I if I could have right. all of what I have with my small business and have someone else pay me to do it and it's no longer a small business, I don't fucking care. So, right. So that's the difference. But anyway, in terms of telling your 15-year-old self, I would say embrace poverty. Get comfortable with eating some beans for a few years before you have kids and see what that's like. Give it a shot. And you might, you know, the entire trajectory might have changed or it might not. It might be like all those movies where no matter how many variables you change, you still end up in the same thing. So, and I don't, I don't regret where I am, what I'm telling you, because the truth is, and this is my hard calculus too. If it was that hard for me to to give up, I'd still be doing it. And I did have two separate professional bands since then, and they did well and um, doing them on the side. And I would I would start them and then I would let them go because they just weren't that important. And I do art on the side and I do write on the side. But if it was that important to me, I'd be getting up at four o'clock every day and writing two hours every day or singing every day or not eating two hours worth of bagels every day. All these things. Well. I will tell you that I am mad that you are not still singing and in my ear. <laughs> so, so there's that. Well, thank you. Um, oh, basement disaster. What are you telling? So, all right. So let's shift gears. So you were telling me something earlier about you had a disaster regarding your basement. I'm not sure I know what this is. Um, we had the guy come to do the salt and minerals in our water system. What? We have a water treatment system. And he comes upstairs and he says, you got a leak in the basement. We're like, uh, come again, sir. So we have a closet in the basement that was pouring down water <gasps> in it. What's in that closet, you might want to know? You know that book that your kid first published oh when my, they were no, four no, no, where no, somebody no, else no, wrote no, the no, words no. and they drew the pictures and had the sentiment? And do you know the um, pictures or all the things that when your parents moved out of their original house you don't have this uh they give you all of these boxes of pictures and and memorabilia I sort of have that because my parents haven't moved out of the house that I was born in and as a result they continue to say get your shit out of my house (laughs) and every time I visit them there's a new box of crap they're going through the purge (laughs) I need to keep living here you haven't been here in 30 years I Take love that. Your shit. Get your I'm shit. throwing out your 10 speed, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's a renew. All right. So it's the basement closet of joy is now the basement soggy site of sadness. Very much so. So, so what happens? I mean, all the B'nai Mitzvah stuff is in there. The, yeah, all those table center centerpieces with the kids' pictures and the whole. It's filled up with all candy. Of that, all that stuff. Well, not anymore. We actually do have candy left over from the banana. Oh, so. I would, I would make that. I would Marie Kondo that shit. Okay. Well, tell me why the Swedish fish are still soft if it was in 2016 and it's 2020 now. Did you eat them? That's, Did you try to eat them? No, but they keep disappearing from that box. Gets lighter and lighter. If they're, when if the kids, they're okay. I mean, it's really just. Yeah, corn, I don't really care. Syrup and gelatin. 
I wouldn't mind losing that stuff, but no, uh, we lost we lost a lot of things that have sentimental value. I also you have all these you know floor puzzles and all these big things from the kids were little that are decent qu- blocks, all this stuff that I'm now going to give to my girlfriend Monica for her four year old soon to be, and that's great. So here was a good purge for that, but also damaged. It's funny that all of this stuff was was damaged and and really just ruined and my rock bottom is my mom calling me fat anyway so so all of this happens what got damaged were my scarves and hats my inventory that I sell what do I do about how are they damaged what kind of water was on them can't they be dried I think they can be dry cleaned I don't know if they, I don't know. I'm going to have to sniff them once oh, I. Oh, you're out I'm of your fucking mind. First of all, any of your knit products, you're going to throw yeah. those into the utility sink with a cap full of woolite. You're going to give them a swash. You're going to dangle them over the edge of your deck rails for the afternoon. And you're going to sell that shit. None of that's okay. ruined. All you're right. Crazy. You think that'll be fine. You're fucking crazy. Okay. And I'm already thinking, like, how damaged were the photographs? Can you not, like, lay them out in the I'm sun? I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for everything to dry. I mean, I did watch on the paper, like, my kids' drawings fade right off. The, they fell right off the paper. Because it was crayon. It's wax. It fell right off. But anyway, so <clears throat> the walls are out of that closet. The bamboo floor is torn up. And they had to fu- – it was the whole place. How the long buckling. had this been leaking? And thank God you had that whack job coming to your house. Hey, you got a leak, ma'am. Uh, don't call me ma'am and fix it. So, yeah, the plumber – great plumber. They He sent his guys out. They fix, fix, fix. We've got fans for three days now uh, going in the basement to dry no. that shit out. Heat and fans. I cannot wait to see the electric bill this month. Uh, 24-7. And we, we're going to – probably insurance will pay for, hopefully, walls and a floor and a ceiling. So we'll take care of that. But everybody who called, estimators, all these people – ma'am, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I'm like, thanks, but really they're just things. These are things. I'm not going to go crazy about things. Like I'm knocking on pressed wood that we're all here. We're okay. We're in quarantine together. We haven't killed each other yet. Like our lives are are here. Um, but but yeah, we lost, we lost, uh, we had a mini disaster. Mini. We had a pretty decent sized disaster because we're going to have to re-bamboo everything down there. And then they're going to come and say, well, I'll only replace this much of it. And, you know, if they don't have the same floor, you have to redo everything. It's going to be a a nightmare. But don't worry. I'm sure Stuart will be at work and make me take all of those phone calls. I still don't understand. How long was this leak unchecked? Are we talking about this was an hour's worth of damage that it was so destructive? Or was this like three days? Like, I can't even get my head around it. Because water, so the only, an hour's worth of water, is a fucking lot of water. The only way to really guess is to look at the copper pipe with the pinhole in it that, it was, that a, was rusted. So it was and a drip, and, drip, not a gush. Okay. Right. It was a, it was a, so it must have been a long time because not only did it drip, drip and get through that closet, it got into the floor and the guys who put in our floor put plastic down first to keep the water from coming up from the ground. But that plastic, um, made it absorb. Yeah. Kept it on top. So it left our bamboo floating on top of this water. So it's, it was a bad scene. So we will again, be grateful that we are all healthy and okay and I only have to shift my seat four times for back pain. Um, and everybody is healthy and fine. And we will either not replace these things or just, you know, live without them. Does some we'll part right. of you, I know the answer is no. Does some part of you also think 
well, I wish I still had them, but at least I can let some of these things go. Some of, did you have like 18 or 30 million crayon drawings from each year of school that maybe got gone or were these, had they already been thinned out to the top 30? I thinned them out. Okay. So it is a real loss. Well, I thinned them out and smartly I put some of them in a Tupperware container in the basement, like those big Christmas ornament Tupperware things. Those survived. So that that was pretty good. The Rubbermaids, right. So those survived and that was pretty good. We're going to have the reverse problem. We don't build, uh, many people do not build basements in the South. Instead, they build attics, right? So um, it's just the way the soil works. So we have a whole house walk-up attic. So it means it's very easy to get to. You open a door, it's like another staircase. And it's the entire size of the house. You can put shit up there, which we do. So I have Tupperware up there. I also have an individual Tupperware, like those Rubbermaid giant storage boxes on the top shelf of every child's closet. And those have all been busting at the seams. So I just move them up into the attic. The problem that we're going to have is not water, but heat. So everything in the attic, it it gets to be... It gets to be more higher than that, even with the fans and everything else. So I guarantee whatever moisture is going to come off that macaronis from a thousand years ago is going to rot everything in that fucking sealed Tupperware. So if there is no, unless you're an archivist preservationist, I mean, honestly, you, you listen to Howard Stern. Were you listening to the Three Stooges interview? His archive. So to catch people up, one of his listeners had done a high school. He called the Three Stooges. He called Mo, who's in a retirement community. And when when the interviewer was a teenager, he called him and said, and Mo answered. And they talked. And he got it recorded. And he, he had two recordings. And he had just kept them and done nothing with them. So they tried to play them now, as you know, years and years later, and they, the tape was so frayed, they could only get one play out of it, but they were like, we're just going to record it until the thing goes into the never, never nowhere. Oh. So that's what's going to happen with all this stuff. It's nothing, nothing gold can stay. But, oh, thank you, Robert Frost. Um, but I do think we'll never be where our parents are when you go home for the holidays and say, get your fucking shit out of my house. Right now, right now, get your shit out. You're not leaving here without a car full of your old shit. I don't know. I You strike me as a far more engaged um, mom in terms of what you were keeping track of, all the meetings that you would go to. I, I, I play zone defense on that. So that's why I had the Tupper with the Rubbermaid things. Cause I would say, this is so great. I love it. I would throw it in there, seal it and never see it again. Someone taught me uh, a little too late. So dear listener, if you have small children, God bless you. Um, but besides that, somebody taught me that, you know, they bring something home every day. They bring home another fucking masterpiece. And when you have every day. three of them, that's a lot of days. Oh, you're, you're absolutely fucked. So what you do is you line up the best of the best and you're going to keep them in your Rubbermaid in the attic or wherever they're going to go to die, but you're going to take a picture of them first. So your pictures will last in some cloud uh, and you can even print out pictures, put them in my basement and I can have them ruined for you within no time. <laughs> you just put them in my closet. And- uh, yeah, I'm in this situation. My brother-in-law is, I guess, bold or really stupid and risky. I don't know how you want to put it. When our... When my father-in-law passed, when my husband and his brother's dad passed, all the stuff, the boxes and boxes of, of photos, actual photos, he shipped them off to that do-it-for-me service. And all I can think is, you're going to trust the originals of this is the only fucking memory that anyone has to some clown and the postal service? But he did it, and the boxes came back all digitized. So I, I felt like I'm not willing to do that, but I really crave... Because I have, I have photos of everything from the most precious and perfect 
example of my child right now? And also, is this the can of beans you want in the store? So uh, my photos are a jumbled horseshit mess. There is no, <laughs> yes. there is no storage cloud of memories that also, you know, that has been sampled by year. Like when I'm trying to find that perfect photo because I know I have three of them, I'm also flipping through like this IKEA furniture or that IKEA furniture. It's just I take pictures, as you know. Take, I Do take you ever delete them no. from your phone? Usually not. I just get a new phone. No, I th- I can I keep my phone in the other room while we while we podcast, that or I would a... tell you. But there's uh, the last time I upgraded my phone at the store, I had more than sixteen thousand photos that they had to port over, and they said this will take a while. That is a privileged girl problem, right there. <laughs> no, it's no, just it's I just, just it's just phone. storage laziness. It's just storage laziness. Thus, the piles that need to be addressed. All right, Amy, are you going to pick a topic for the sing down for our <sighs> listeners shit, to? Shit. Yeah. Um, you know what? I want you. I I would love it if you would pick the first one because I've never done a pick down. A pick down. See, I can't even say it, and I feel like I would pick a really dumb topic like sauerkraut, and then there would be no songs. So what's a what? What's a good topic? What's what are some classics? Let's start with kick us off. Start us off. So uh, the reason I thought of it is I was in the shower where all the good thinking happens. Um, I had just watched Dirty Dancing again. Oh my god, this is getting sexual. Been on nonstop. And I know the soundtrack to that as well as I know every word, as well as I know the dialogue Good to that, grief. that okay. movie. It just hit at the right time. I was, what, 15? And I was, yeah, it was just the right time, right movie. So I thought of the word yes. So I thought, oh, are there a lot of songs with it? Because there's a musical cue in Dirty Dancing. Oh, yes. So there's a... Does it have to be yes or can it be any derivation? Yeah. Or does it have to be Yes. Well, yeah, is in everything. So yes. I was thinking about it with that. Then, there, then you can pick a color or rainbow. The word rainbow or um, whatever. I was looking for you to be inspired. Is the idea by... supposed to make it difficult, or is the idea to make it like help me understand how the game works? It just doesn't matter. It it doesn't because it becomes more difficult because it depending on the age of your listener or the player, they have a a group of songs with which they are wildly familiar. So it would have to, they'd have to branch out of what they know everybody else is All right, I want to pick a word. I want to pick a word. I want to pick a word. Paper. 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 My life is consumed with paper. Paper. I want. All right, I want to, I want, I want to jump on there right now and can't. start. But I have I till know. Thursday. Because I was looking around and I, I see an orange bullhorn. I see a stack of pencils. I see a stuffed puppy dog. And then I see mountains of paper. And I'm like, I'm not doing orange. It's paper. Paper bag. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. All right. All right. All right. But that's like already I'm programmed. I'm like paper, paper, paper. All right. Dear listeners, this is. And we are open to you giving us in the future for future weeks a a word or topic that you would like in our forthcoming um, game. I think it's also it's you maybe have seen some simplifications of our social presence and you'll be seeing more of that in the not so distant but still distant future. The idea is that we just want to have the group on the Brilliant Observations page and blah, skipping all that horseshit. When it's done, we'll tell you. So for now, just find Brillob's Squad as a group on Facebook, and that's where this game shall be played. You could find us on all the social media, mm, medium, uh, at Listen Brilliant. Hashtag us with hashtag Listen Brilliant, because we'd love to, if you're out 
which you shouldn't be. But if you're out and masked, which you should be, and you see just just crazy shit or things you think will enjoy, or God help me, if you see potty art, oh my God, please, 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 it's my favorite. Hashtag that to listen brilliant. I would love to see that. You could also write us brilliant observations at gmail.com and tell us everything. Tell us your deepest, darkest thoughts and what you would tell your 15-year-old self. And if you're so inclined, you can visit us on our Patreon page. Leave a tip in the tip jar. Any amount one time works fine. Just search Patreon, listen, oh, sorry, Patreon Brilliant Observations podcast. And if you'd like to buy your own swag because you want to control it yourself, you can go to Public, search Brilliant Observations podcast. You'll find a delightful assortment that changes daily. Does that mean they don't have to dance with our contest to get swag? No, because if you if you dance with the contest, then you can get it based on your skill level and not on your cash. So if you're, you should be more proud of that. Yeah, you can earn it. You You can earn it. We're grateful for you. Thank you for showing up and listening. I'll tell you what the Peloton instructor told me this morning: (laughs) (laughs) you are better than your best excuse. And today you listened and. I don't know why you'd make an excuse not that's to, right. but you and know. the final closing words of your Peloton instructor, fuck that bitch. So that's the way that <laughs> you're going to think about it. your mom can step off. Perfect. Live, learn yeah. and love. Well, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's her. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, foul mouth people make the best friends. All the research shows. Mm-hmm.